How you doing? Hi, I'm fine, Ken. How are you? I'm right. getting worried again. Obviously, you're in the risk of Lancaster. Okay. Yep. Yes. Okay, ma'am. Um, how are you doing today? Oh, it was better 10 minutes ago. Right. Um, okay, we're just going to go over a couple things with you, my, uh, myself, Mr. Packingham. Um, before we get started, okay, I'm going to have to give you some bad news, okay? And I need you to be honest with me, okay? 100%, you understand? Okay, your husband failed the polygraph miserably, okay? So at this point, we know something happened with Emily, okay? And I mean, he failed it badly. It wasn't even a question. Okay. Now what we need from you is total 100% honesty. And you know we talked to you last week, okay? And you said that there was never a time that you ever witnessed anything. That's true. That's true. That's true. I've never witnessed anything between David and. You never walked in the room? No. No. I, I was willing to, I mean, I'll go back down. I will take a polygraph test. I never took, I, 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 if I had ever even suspected anything of happening between David and M, I would have left him immediately. Okay, so what, well, now that we informed you, okay, of the results of the polygraph test, what do you think now? Um, you know, this whole weekend because David, David said, David was, uh, after the polygraph test, I had a feeling that he might have failed it because he was, uh, he was in a real state. And I've been thinking about it weekend and I still can't remember anything that pops out in my head of anything unusual happening between Emily and uh, David. Well, like I said, though, he did fail the test. Yes, I... Okay, badly. So there's no doubt at this point that he did molest your daughter, okay? Now, the key is going to be where are we going to go from here, okay? Because I think you need to understand at this point, uh, as long as you're with him, you're probably not going to be able to see your daughter because she's in danger when she's in his presence of abuse. Now, this opens up a bigger can of worms because now we got to wonder about Scotty, where he learned this behavior and if anything ever happened to him at the hands of your husband. Because I'm, you know, these kind of behaviors, kids generally don't invent on their own. So you're telling me though, there's still you can't find any situation. I just, I just, not. I don't know. Am I totally blind? No. I mean, sometimes they hide this stuff. Um, someone in this state can hide. You know what I mean? This behavior. 
never been anything that's made you suspect of him? Never. And you've been married for how long? Uh, we've been together for about seven Separated for a while. Uh, you know, we got divorced and then we remarried a few years later. Why is your divorce? He had an affair. He had an affair? With whom another woman? And that's caused you to have a divorce and you ended up getting back together? Yeah. During the time you were divorced, where was Emily living? With me. With you? Her and Scotty? We, uh, we stayed at the homeless center for a while, and uh, then they, and then we got um, transitional housing, and so, and then David and I pretty um, got back together, and uh, we lived together again for a while, and then we remarried. Well. Based upon Emily's disclosure, okay, what she said, and based upon the results of this test, it's, now it's pretty clear, okay, that she's telling the truth. Okay. What we're going to have to do is we're going to talk to your husband again, okay? And we only hope that he's a man enough to admit, you know what I'm saying? that he did something wrong and he's going to have to face the consequence for what he did to Emily. Okay? And I think as a mom, it's not going to be your responsibility to do what you have to do to get your children back and put them in a safer environment than they are with their father. And I don't know if maybe he figured since they're both you know, handicapped that it would be easier. Persuade them into not ever saying anything about this kind of stuff. Because Emily said that he had touched her on, his, on her private before and wanted her to touch his private. She was pretty clear about it, too. Okay, it didn't, you know, not like she was making an application, she sounded very truthful. I know this is hard to take for you because, you know, they're your children and, you know, your husband who you trusted took advantage of your children, your child. Okay? But uh, we're going to, you know, hopefully he'll admit what he did now. Is there anything you think that we can talk to him about that would get him to admit where he would understand that what he's done is wrong? And does he have any, you know, sensibilities about his children or anything that would make him understand what he did is wrong?
things were at their worst. He visited Scotty all day long yesterday. <laughs> okay, ma'am, well, can you do this for us? We'll give you a couple minutes yeah. to compose yourself, okay? And then you just go back out there without making him think something's wrong, okay? You gotta try to act a little normal for him, okay? I know. I'm gonna give you a couple minutes to compose yourself. Okay. We're gonna bring your husband in and talk to him again, okay? Explain everything to him. And uh, we just need you to try to be composed and just, you know, don't, don't act too upset. We'll bring him back and then give you a couple minutes, okay?
Back here. Oh, we just gotta check. You don't have any weapons on you, do you? No. Check it real quick. Just swallow it. Mm -hmm. Pockets. Got keys. Just keys. Okay. Want to have a seat for me? Um. Basically, what I'm gonna do, like I said before, before we talk to you, I still have to make sure I understand your rights are. Okay. We'll go over that since. You were listed in the suspect as the case as a suspect. Okay, mm -hmm. so we got to make sure we go over this again. Um, you have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in court. You have the right to talk to a lawyer for advice before asking questions and have them with you during questioning. If you cannot afford a lawyer, one will be appointed for you before any questioning. If you decide to answer questions now without a lawyer present, you still have the right to stop answering at any time. You also have the right to stop answering at any time until you talk to a lawyer. You understand that? Yes. Okay. Um, I guess we'll start out. You so you took the test. Yes. How how did everything go? Uh, it says that belt being was restricted. I felt it went okay. Okay. Did you feel pretty comfortable taking it? Yes. Okay. Um. Did anything come up or anything else or anything like that during the test that concerned you or anything like that? No. Okay. Um. Well, I'll just like I said, I'll get. Uh, straight to the point with you, okay? Um, the results of your, your polygraph, okay? Mm -hmm. You failed it, okay? 
obviously there's got to be a reason. Okay. Um, uh, unless I'm doing something unconsciously, I had not done anything. Okay. Um, like I said, that's just the test, okay? The, the test, you know, that mm -hmm. you showed that you, you know, failed the test. You're being deceptive, okay? Well, then I don't know why that would be because I am by far the most honest person. Sure, sure. And I, and you seem to me to be a stand-up guy, you know, kind of guy that, you know, is an honest guy, kind of guy that, you know, um, fesses up mm -hmm. to your wrongs, you know what I mean? You said you're a, a religious man. Yes. You know what I mean? So you believe in, you know, telling the truth mm -hmm. and being, you know, a man of your word. Um, and I think you're a really good guy. Okay, you've been a good father. Your wife said that you've always been an excellent father figure to the children when it comes to spending time with them yes. and doing things with them, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, things that they enjoy. Um, the only thing is there um, there are some things that Emily had said had happened, okay? We don't have any reason not to believe Emily, okay? All right, she's been credible, she's been honest, mm -hmm. okay? And I mean, I don't think that what she said would make you a bad person, okay? Because we're all human, mm -hmm. okay? People make mistakes. You know, you didn't kill anybody, didn't hurt anyone, physically injured, no one was hurt, okay? You know, you're not out snatching little children, you're raping, you know, that what you weren't accused of raping, you know, having sex, nothing like that, okay? Mm -hmm. But there was some touching, okay? She disclosed it. Okay. There was no touching. So Emily disclosed that there was. You also said, realize Emily is mildly mentally handicapped. Yes. And that there are times that she will make things up. Yes, and that all children they would have potential to make mm -hmm. things up. But in this case, I don't think Emily's making this up. It's kind of unusual because if you go to our house, you're going to see that would be virtually impossible for anyone not to see anything. Okay. Because my son would be right next door. Right. And also, our floors creak. Right. And I just know what I'm saying is you took the polygraph, okay? Mm-hmm. You failed it. Okay? Miserably. Badly. Okay? Now this, this is basically going to be probably the last time that you're going to be able to talk to us, okay, about this ordeal, okay? And I'm being honest. And we're trying to, this is the last time we'll give you the opportunity to be truthful. I am being truthful. Can you explain why you failed the test? I don't understand why, because I was being completely honest during that whole thing. The only thing I can think of is that I was having a hard time breathing, and I told the examiner I was having a hard time breathing. Okay. Um, was there something on your mind, though, that was that would make you have a bad result on the test with Emily? There, there had to be something. No, because I, the only thing I was focusing on was a white dot. So the only thing I would be hearing is what the examiner was saying. That was it. Okay. Now, those tests are pretty accurate. 
see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I, there has to be something that you were thinking about that would make you think that on the test. That would make your results come back. I wasn't thinking back. anything other than I would kept on telling myself why God. So all I would be focusing in on was what the examiner was saying. Mm -hmm. I had no other thoughts. Okay. So you're so basically in the end you're saying Emily is lying. I. I really don't know what Emily is saying. And I'm going to be honest. Since I wasn't there to hear anything, I can't say either way if she's telling the truth or if she's lying. But um, I was there, he was there, and she did say that this happened. That you touched her on her private. Touched her. You didn't, you know, rape her, you didn't abuse her, but she said that there was some touching involving you. I don't know why she would say that to I mean, she's your daughter. Right. You love her. Mm -hmm. Okay. If you did hurt her. If I did hurt her, I'd be the first person to be turning myself in. So you wouldn't be willing to work out the problem if you did touch her, if you had a problem. Right. Because sometimes, I mean, it's hard to admit, but some people do have problems with these types of things. Yeah. I don't have any kind of problem with this because I make sure that my wife tucks our daughter into bed and even if like the times that I do go into her room I sit on her bed I sit as far in as I can and we have a talk like the day how the day went and everything right. but that was about it okay. I don't even go inside the bathroom when she's taking her bath well your wife said two years uh, up to about two years ago that you were giving her baths still uh, just setting the shower water, that's it. But you were in the bathroom with her, your wife said, when she would be at work. Yeah, my daughter would get undressed after I got out of the bathroom. That was it. But were you in there when she was taking a bath? No. No. So you never went in her room and touched her? Did you have her touch your no. penis ever? No. That's one thing. I said if I had a problem, I'd be myself out of the house. Mm -hmm. Because if I if I'm that kind of a monster, well, it doesn't mean that I don't consider that a monster. When somebody, that's not really a monster. That could be somebody that just has a problem that they need to get taken care of. A monster to me is someone that abducts children, rapes children, murders children. Well, that's a monster. I'm saying this. What she's saying is not calling you a monster. What she's saying is, if it happened that, you know, you have a problem right. that needs to be dealt with. Yeah, I, I never touched her. And when I give her showers, I make sure, or baths, I make sure she gets Did you ever ask her to touch you? No. Did, you, did she ever see your penis? No. Never? Never. I make sure that uh, if I get changed or I take a shower or something, I make sure the door is locked. Do you understand what, what dilemma we're faced with here? Yes. You got a number from here. Mm -hmm. We've got Emily, okay, who made this disclosure, mm -hmm. okay, not only to initially someone, but then she came in, was interviewed, and also disclosed again of the same type of thing that you had touched her on her private, okay. Now I wanted to believe you the first time, mm -hmm. but now that you failed the polygraph miserably, badly, okay, you didn't just fail it. 
you tanked it. I mean, you failed it miserably. Okay. You see where now we have a dilemma? Where now we have to get down to the bottom of why this happened. Why would you fail this test? There's a reason. That I don't understand why, because I was being completely upfront and honest. And if honesty, if, I, if the truth is a lie and the lie is the truth, then I'd rather stay with the truth than be telling you something that's not. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I see what you're saying, but do you understand where we're coming from when we have to, now we really have to question if you're being honest or not mm -hmm. because of the results of the test? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Had you passed the test, obviously we wouldn't have any doubts. Mm -hmm. But you did fail the test, okay. Now, there's probably only two beings that know why. It's you mm -hmm. and God. Right. So, we have to rely on you mm -hmm. to be honest with yourself. Right. And with God, that if you did something wrong, you have to confess mm -hmm. that yes. you made a sin, you sinned. Right. And if you're in denial, I'm not in denial here because I know every action I've ever done. And never, ever, and I'm telling you right as God is my witness that I have never touched my daughter. Well, if some, okay, if somebody did touch her, what do you think should happen to her? Well, if someone did touch my daughter, they should be. Um, well, prosecuted because it, unless they have some sort of disease or illness that they is uncontrolled, sure, and then they should be treated, right? And I agree with you on that. Um, and a lot of people, I mean, a lot of unfortunately, a lot of people do have a disease. You know what I mean? And they, you know, they can't help it because they have this disease, and these kind of things happen sometimes. And then they have to be treated so that then they don't have urges to do this type of thing again. Right. Okay. Um, and like I said, right now we're stuck with a dilemma because Emily was touched by somebody. Mm -hmm. I don't think Emily's a liar. She's a good kid. She's had some ups and downs, and lately things have probably been tough for her because she was taken out of her home. She'd been victimized by her brother, okay? And she's an innocent victim to that. But according, you know, to her, she's also been victimized by you. Yeah, I can't hurt by it. Because she loves you. Mm -hmm. She said, you know, you're her dad. You're a good dad. But she said you touched her. I don't understand why. Now, do you have that disease? No. I have not done anything. I keep on saying I have not done anything. I have not touched my daughter. Mm -hmm. So Emily probably, so Emily is lying about it's, I mean, there's only one, one, one way about it. She's either lying or she's not. I don't know why she would lie about me touching her. 
that's what we're trying to figure out why she was yeah, yeah me too like if anything like this my my daughter usually confides in my wife about everything mm -hmm. and I don't know why she would keep if I had done something like that why she didn't say she something. said that her mom did say something that that's not what you do to your daughter you shouldn't do that to your daughter my wife didn't say anything to me that's what Emily said your wife told you you don't do them kind of things to your daughter. Yeah, uh, that uh, conversation never happened. I'm an over-the-road truck driver, and there are times I'm gone two, three weeks at shop. And when I get home, I want to spend time with my kids. I go to the movies, go to the mall, or something like that. Mm -hmm. And usually I'm too tired to be doing very much of anything else. Now, have you ever had any kind of mental illness? The only time is, uh, and I can't remember what year it was, but it was like in the 80s, I had attempted suicide. Mm -hmm. And that's the only time. Mm -hmm. And I got treated at John G. Madden Mental Health Center. Sure. And um, what was the, what was going on that you wanted to kill yourself? Um, typical teenage boys things. So I was being rejected by practically every girl when one girl showed me attention and then she said that uh, she didn't think of me like that right. and then I was again telling myself I had the foresight of calling a buddy of mine and he took me over there okay. well that's good that you, you know got treatment for that that's important mm -hmm. that's why I know that treatment is very important oh well yeah it's key to these type of things I mean um, I mean, I, we've had a lot of, we, you know, we've, I mean, I've had a lot of cases like, you know, where I've had to investigate like this, and generally, in the end, when once treatment and someone is able to realize what they did was wrong and that they needed help for it, in the end, it usually came out for the better for the children mm -hmm. because the, the parent, you know, faced up to what had happened and was willing to get treatment, so later on down the road, we're older, they were able to mm -hmm. understand talk that hey I never meant to hurt you I had a problem I had a, a disease and these type of things happen there is one person that she confides in more than my wife that's Ryan Becky mm -hmm. Becky Markowitz mm -hmm. if you interview her mm -hmm. Becky can't lie mm -hmm. Becky will not cover for, for me or Ellen mm -hmm. so if she if Emily had said anything she would have said something to her aunt Becky so if Becky said that Emily said something to her would you then then I would have to definitely wonder, you know, how, why did I suppress it then? Mm -hmm. If Becky says that Emily had said that. Right. So Becky would be honest and she would know why you'd suppress something like that? Well, Becky would just know that Emily would have said something. Okay. And if that's kept from us, then I'm wondering, well, then why would Becky keep could you, is it possible that you could have a mental illness where you don't know what you're doing when these things happen, or you're kind of Possibility, um, I'm going to disclose something, my wife doesn't even know this. I had an uncle on my mom's side who uh, had undiagnosed schizophrenia. And so mental illness runs mostly on my mother's side. Mm -hmm. And my dad has stage one dementia. So if I, I may have something that I'm not consciously aware of. Because I'm telling you right now, I have no knowledge 
of ever touching my daughter. To my knowledge, I had not touched my daughter. But it's possible. If it's something unconscious, possibly, yeah. Because if the polygraph is coming out with me failing the test, I'm feeling that I passed it, then I don't well, know. I know, David, but here's the thing. Like I said, the test is very accurate. Okay? Mm -hmm. Your daughter gave an excellent disclosure. Mm -hmm. Something that would be hard for a child with her mental capability to make up. Okay. Very hard. Okay. Mm -hmm. And she specifically said you touched her private. Didn't hurt her physically as far as beat her or abuse her or rape her or had sex with her, but touched her. Yeah, the only thing is when she was a baby. Well, no, this was more recent though where she could remember it. Okay. She vividly had memory of what happened. Yeah, because that's right now what's going through my head is when she was a baby, I would wash her. But this is where she could have memory of it. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I don't think she remembered back that far as a baby. No. So we need you because here's the thing, David. People mm -hmm. and, and admit to wrongs when they've made mistakes are looked upon more favorably, okay, mm -hmm. by everyone. Their family, their friends even judges, prosecutors, right? okay, they like people that tell the truth because people that are willing to seek help, they're more likely to work with. Mm -hmm. Whereas the people that are in denial of everything, people don't like people that don't right wrongs. Mm -hmm. See what I'm saying? Yes. And this is, you know, uh, a serious enough thing where it's something that somebody should probably, you know, would have to tell the truth about. You know what I mean? It's not something right. you'd want to be deceptive. It's not like a minor thing, like uh, a little theft, or you know, everybody kind of steals, or mm -hmm. everybody once in a while does something dishonest that they're like, oh shit, I they feel guilty, but nobody got, you know, nobody's hurt by it, and you know what I mean. It's hard to fess up for those things, for right. little things, little white lies. But on these things, there it's something that's on someone's conscience, okay, mm -hmm. that they have to carry with them till they die. Mm -hmm. And usually when someone comes out and admits to a wrong like this, something this serious, it's a weight lifted off their chest. You know what I'm saying? They right. feel like there's a weight been lifted. They admit finally that they have a problem. It's like an alcoholic, you know. Mm -hmm. They finally come to a conclusion one day that, you know, I got a problem and I need to do something about it. Mm -hmm. And people have been hurt by it. You know right. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that's how this is. Okay? Mm -hmm. And that's why we wanted you to give the opportunity to come in and get whatever it is off your chest. Because yeah. there's got to be something on your chest, David, because in that polygraph, the way that test went, it showed that there's something bothering you. Something, because you do have a conscience. The only people that can pass polygraphs that can lie and still pass them are like psychopaths. Pass. People that have no conscience, no feelings. You know, basically evil people that have zero conscience. You know what I mean? They don't, mm -hmm. they could kill someone and wouldn't blink an eye. Right. But a person that's a good person deep down and has a conscience, mm -hmm. okay, they're the ones that struggle on polygraphs because they know there's a weight on their chest that needs to be lifted. Yeah, the only thing that's bothering me is the fact that I'm being accused of doing something I know I didn't do. And it's bothering me, and my wife tells David, me, you know, just control your temper. I know you're doing a good job of that, but what we're saying is there's something more that you're not telling us that's on your chest, on your conscience, that you know about that you don't want to say. And I'm sure, obviously, you have reasons for it, okay? Yeah, um, 
I mean, the one thing that's bothered me is we lived on Amherst and something happened to my son, but I can't figure out what happened because he went to his, these three boys' home. And since that time, he hasn't been the same. Well, we know about it. Obviously, Scotty's got some issues. Okay. Right. But and this is Emily. Something happened with you and Emily that we need to know about. Yeah, that we I need don't, to get out in I the air. No. I it's, don't. You have to know, David, because you took the polygraph. I'm not saying you're a bad guy. No, I know you, you're saying I'm not a bad guy, but I, I'm telling you, honestly, I don't know. But here's, like I said, I think you're a good person. <laughs> you're a hardworking guy. You've had a job. You keep a job. You take care of your children, okay? Yes. So I think you're the kind of guy that knows you did something wrong, but it's very hard to say what it is. That's the problem, is I keep on going through each step. And to my knowledge, I've never touched my daughter. It's eating me up inside. I'm going through each, everything that I could possibly ever done. And I can't, for the life of me, remember any time touching my daughter. I can't remember. That's the problem. Could there have been a time where you, like you said, though, could have not been your right in your right mind, and not I could it could I could have blacked it out. Right. And now that is a possibility. Is, I will admit. Is there a time that you blacked out and recall maybe being in the bedroom where Emily was laying on the bed and maybe she didn't have her clothes on? Do you remember something like that? No. No, that, that I do know, but the only thing I can possibly think of is. The only thing I can remember is going in, setting the water up, and then, you know, leaving the, the room, leaving the room so she can take a shower and hand her a towel, and that's it. But I can't, but as for, if you're going to ask me if I remember anything else, I'm going to be honest, I can't. So when you took the polygraph, mm -hmm. there was something in your mind, something that was going through your head that made you physio physiologically have a reaction. What was that? That had to be something. The only thing I think of is every time he said about touching Emily. I mean, I wasn't thinking of anything. And I thought it was just because of the band around my waist is why I reacted the way I did. So maybe I... Maybe I had been giving Emily a bath. That's the only thing I can think of. Is maybe giving Emily a bath, helping her wash herself. But it. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do, David. Um, we're going to leave the room. Okay. I need you to really think. Mm -hmm. Okay. Something was weighing heavy on you during that polygraph. Something on your mind that you remembered happening, whether or not you were in your right mind or not, really got to you, okay? Mm -hmm. And I need you to think about that, okay? And if something comes to mind, I need you, could you write it out for me? Yes. Okay. All right. Here's, my, here's a pen and paper, and I just need you to give you some time alone to think because something was on your mind during that test, mm -hmm. and you are the only one that knows what it is. Right. Okay? All right, I'll be back.
knock on the door if you're ready to talk. just finally hit me. What's been going over my head, I couldn't piece together. Emily had gotten out of the shower. Mm -hmm. And so she told me to come in there. She needed a towel, so I towel, and I was helping her dry off. Mm -hmm. And now I remember I was drying her off, and I moved my, I was drying her legs and accidentally, uh -huh. to my knowledge, accidentally touched her privacy. Oh, man. Helping her take a big hit. Oh man, now all, all the memories are coming back. She said, My private, it got touched. Some of Dad's private touched me. Now, I know for a fact, I, and I know for a fact that never happened. And then she came upstairs, got mad, and said, David, how could you? No, no. Uh uh. That I know for a fact. said you wanted her to touch your private and told her if you touch it I won't tell mom. Oh no. <laughs> That's one thing I do know is drying her off is one thing. And assisting her and ta taking a bath when she was younger but under no circumstances did I ever do that. That I know. Now, I, 
said that she's saying this basically this only happened a couple of times when she was eight. Just she, it wasn't like a lifelong right uh, thing of abuse where you're just you know eight. doing stuff to your daughter every day. She said this was basically a few isolated incidents um, that occurred when she was eight. So about four years ago, she's saying this happened. Four years ago, I'm trying to remember. Just, there was one time we had a, a babysitter we had some problems with. And my wife didn't do anything because we couldn't prove anything was done. Mm -hmm. I can't remember if it was four years ago or when. When did you help her dry her off in the shower? Do you remember how long ago that was? That would have been about four years ago. But that was the only time. And I'm always telling like, when my daughter goes inside her room, if I just, I'm just knocking the door, she's in there, I won't. Sometimes my daughter will uh, uh, keep the door cracked and so I've got to close it. Because I'm, I'm always conscious of that. But the one thing about her touching my privates, no. Touching her privates when she was eight. Yeah, touching her privates, touching my privates. It's like, oh. I need you to try to remember, David, because this is very important. For yeah. Me. If you want to have some closure and get some help, we got to know these things now, because if you have a problem, we got to know this. Yeah, um, no. That this is the one thing is I'm still David I still think there was something in that polygraph that you did and you knew it was wrong and that's why you were so worked up and worried about it you know and I think it's like a come to the only thing I'm always getting upset over myself is the fact that I'll come upstairs and always say you know and I'll see my daughter in the room and it's like oh okay and uh had to turn around whenever she's just wrapped in a towel. I gotta move myself. And I'm always feeling guilty about that because it's like, why am I? I'm always questioning myself. Why am I just uh, going upstairs after she takes a shower? Have you ever yourself benefited from sexual abuse? Not sexual, but verbal. I mean, when you were a kid or anything, you ever touch you or anything? Um, there was one time a friend of mine uh, touching me uh, down there, and I never told anyone. Sure. Because a, uh, I was my dad's German Irish, and in that kind of household, you just don't say anything; you just keep it inside. Right. And so, I, I didn't think anything of it. But I just stopped associating with it. Sure. But it was just, it, it, this whole thing has got me so riled because if I'm doing these things unconsciously, then I want to know why I'm doing them. Mm -hmm. That's the one thing. I want to know why. Sure. Because if I am doing it, then I want to stop it. Right. If, even if it was when she was eight. I mean, my, my mind is going nuts right now. Do this, David. I need you to think back to the polygraph, okay? Okay. There was something on your mind that was weighing heavily. 
about touching Emily. There was something that was getting to you. Because you're, like I said, you are a good person deep down, okay? You're a good man. You try to do everything you could, but you do have a problem. The bath. Oh, man, the bath. I did help Emily take a bath. And when I was helping her wash, I did, it, 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 it's bothered me. Because I did, because we've been having, just kept in hearing of other families where they've lost their kids because of abuse. We had someone, his name was Larry, he abused this guy Dick. He abused his daughter, Tracy. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't want to be like that. And so I was helping Emily wash her legs and I had to, I don't know, or, or, Ellen's always telling me, wash everywhere. So I watched her, but it always bothered me to watch her down there. It bothered me because I did not want to be misconstrued at anything other than being a father. Mm -hmm. And I helped her wa wash up. And when I did that, I said, oh, Emily, I'm sorry. And she said, that's okay, Daddy. But it always bothered me because of that. And there was only one time. And then after that, I told her, you're going to wash yourself. How old was she then? Um then it had to be about eight. Now, David, I think you're starting to be very honest with us, okay? And I think you're finally starting to realize. I didn't want to hurt her. I didn't want her to think that I was less of a father. David, it's okay, all right? Sometimes people have problems, okay? There are many times I just want to stay away from the house. Yeah. Because, and when I get in, it. See, this makes any sense, but when I'm at home, I really don't want to be at home. Sure. It's almost like a part of me is just keeping my kids safe. I didn't even realize it's a part that was locked away. Uh, need me in the groin when I was and bothered me. Anyone who says you, you can't imprison yourself in your own mind. And that was just another part that was imprisoned. I just want my daughter just to know that her father loved her. Loved her enough to I'll visit, but it really is a part of me. It's the, I can't say it's the bad side, mm -hmm. but it's a part that I'm trying to remove, sure. for a better word. It's like your human stain. Mm-hmm. I always wondered what, what was bothering me. Just one, I don't know why one thing triggered everything. And, now I, and I know I was fully clothed when I gave my daughter a bath. And consciously, I will tell you right now, 
I did not have my daughter touch my penis. But you did touch her private. Right. And I apologize for it. And because it, it's, I know it's hard, David. It's very hard. Because, like I said, you're a good person. You made a mistake. There's a part of you that you don't like to admit exists that acts on impulse. It doesn't think about it, you know. <laughs> you sound like my wife. <laughs> I act on impulse at times. But David, here's the thing. You're a good person and you're admitting you did something wrong. You know you did something wrong. You you hurt your daughter. And I didn't, didn't mean to. to, but you hurt her. Okay. There was something there that you had problems controlling at the time. And you hurt your daughter. Now is the time for you as a man who loves his daughter to come out and say, I made a mistake. I did make a mistake. And I'm willing, you know, I gotta look at the consequences of what I did. And I gotta get some help. I've been needing help for a long, long time. There's even things God can't even help. Well, you know the first step though with God is forgiveness, correct? Yeah, so you had your Bible, you told you understand. Oh, yeah, forgiveness is the big thing. And, and there's no, the only way you have to ask for it. Okay, you got to want to be forgiven and to admit your faults and your mistakes and your sins because nobody's without sin, correct? There's only one perfect being and they crucified the man for it. Right, so we're not perfect. Okay, we make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. Policemen, I work with, there's guys I work with that are, you know, could go to jail. They've made mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes, okay? And that's the problem is, I was raised that you don't admit your mistakes. You just go on and just bury it. Right, but then you rest your life. Guess what's on your conscience? Mm -hmm. And the only way to get that off of your chest is today to admit and say, I'm willing to pay for the consequences of what I did because I know I did something wrong and I hurt my daughter and I'll never be able to take back what I did because you're never gonna be able to take back what you did to your daughter. No, I won't but, but if you can, when, you're, when your daughter's a little bit older, turn the eye and say, listen, I made a mistake. I'll admit I hurt you. I never meant to do it. I would never do it again. I faced the music. I, I, I'm not calling you a liar. No, she's not a liar. And I'm willing to face the consequence. She'll look up to you as a bigger man when she gets older because she'll say, my dad had a problem. He got treated for it. He realized he made a mistake. He didn't mean to hurt me. And he does love me, but he did have a problem. Mm -hmm. And once your daughter can look you in the eye and do that, I think you're going to win. Maybe not now, okay? Because right now your pride will be hell because you know you're facing finally up to something that has been a demon in you for a while. But later on, you're going to look back and say, I did do the right thing in the end. And God will look down on you and say, David made mistakes, because he's human and all people make mistakes. But he was willing to be a bigger man and say, made mistakes, I was willing to do what I had to do, face the consequence, and get on with my life, and let, you know, right. do whatever I need to make my daughter to help her. Right. Okay? That's what, that's the only thing I've ever wanted, is just get my daughter better. So now would be the start. It's like a start in a process. 
Or your daughter can get better. You gotta get better. Yeah. I've always said that. Uh, how can I be a father, take care of my kids when I haven't taken care of myself? And that's what I need. So I'm gonna leave the room again. So I'll try some privacy, okay? And I need you to write. To write down what happened because sometimes it's hard to say. Mm -hmm. I need you to write and put, you know, what happened. Okay? Thank you.
says here, I was giving Emily a bath, and I was washing her legs, and I touched her vaginal area. I pulled away immediately and had, and had, had her. After I washed her hair to finish, um, after Emily finished the bath, I helped dry her off, drying her legs, and I lightly touched her vaginal area with a towel. I gave Emily her clothes, and she dressed in her room door closed. Okay, David. Um, I think you've been honest, but I think there is something you're leaving out. Come on. That's the only thing I know. But you did touch your vaginal area. Yeah. And, and what did it make you feel like? I mean, at first, I mean, obviously you were aroused, correct? No. But you felt some arousal when you touched it? No. Well, what was your intention of touching it? Just washing. That was it, David. David that you've was already it. come clean and you've admitted you have a Right. Problem. I was washing. And I need you to admit And I pulled it. away because I felt like this is wrong. Right. But when you touched her, you knew you were doing something wrong. Right. And you intentionally touched your vaginal area. I need you to be honest, David. Yeah. But I wasn't aroused. But you, t you intentionally touched her vaginal area. Mm-hmm. You knew it was wrong. No. Not that you were aroused, but you knew that it was wrong to touch your daughter in a sexual manner. Mm -hmm. David, I think you've been a super stand-up guy, okay? And I think, okay, it's, it's set, and this is start, okay? In the right direction. I'm shaking inside. I know you are. Well, listen, David, this is always a start, okay? You know any anytime somebody does something wrong, the first step is to fess up and to be willing to suffer the consequences, okay? Mm -hmm. All right? You know, and right now I think what you need is help. You need some rehabilitation. I think that there's things in your brain that you don't like that are part of you that you don't want there, and you have urges that you don't like that aren't taken, okay? Mm -hmm. And you're taking the first step. to say you're the first person that's actually been able to get this out. Even, I've had therapists who haven't been able to get this out. Well, and I, listen, I'm no perfect person either, you know what I mean? I mean, I've never been in your situation, so I can't tell you how it feels mm -hmm. to touch a child. I've never done that. But I'm like anybody else. I've done things where I've known that were wrong, and the guilt kills you. Mm -hmm. Okay? You know what I mean? Where you feel guilty, and you knew you've done something wrong, and just guilt kills you. And the only way to get over that, okay, is to move forward. And you've done that, okay. And I'll be honest with you, I mean, with Emily's disclosure, mm -hmm. okay, as good of a disclosure as she gave and as specific about being touched by you mm -hmm. on her private, you were, you know, going to be charged, okay. And it's just like, hey, you know, you got to pay Piper, you got to take what, you know what I mean? And the good thing for you is that you're the kind of guy that's willing to come in here and admit to it, and you're willing to get help, you're willing to say, I did something wrong, mm -hmm. okay? You're willing to be, you know what I'm saying, a big person about this, mm -hmm. okay? 
you're willing to suffer whatever needs to be done, but then you're going to come out in the end on top. Your wife, um, you know, hopefully can work things out with Emily. Okay, mm -hmm. but you got to understand, you're probably not going to be able to see Emily for a while. Right. Because you have a problem that needs to be dealt. With. Now, once you get treatment, she's a little older. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Then that that's you know something to work on. Okay. I, I've been thinking. I don't know, maybe it's because of this, but I've been thinking of just, I had moved out before. My wife and I were divorced. And I've been meaning to just, if you, my thoughts are if it means that I have to move out of the house so Emily can come back in the house, then I'll do that. I'll do whatever it takes necessary to reunite this family. Even if it does mean I am not physically at the house. Right. Now you and you understand that you know there's consequences for this, okay? Mm -hmm. All right. You probably you know you have to probably go to jail for a short time, okay? Oh boy, I just got approved by a job. I understand that, but you under, before we can even think about you getting a job, right? I know. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. There's steps we have to take. Right. Okay. You're probably gonna you know you'll have to take bond out. Yeah, that's a problem. We we don't have anything to bond with. But once you do that, and then you're willing to go to court, and you, you know, like I said, you're being a man about it. You're standing up, saying, "Hey," and the, like I said, the prosecutors and the judges are will be very like you know want to work with you because you're willing to admit you did something wrong. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because if a person you know denies, denies, it goes to court, and the jury finds them guilty, and they're denying it, then the judge ain't gonna be too happy. Right, because he's going to say you're not willing to get help, you're not willing to, you know, be a man about it. Therefore, you know, you, you'll suffer a harsher. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. The key right now is Emily and Scott, mm -hmm. okay? And you getting help. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If you have to stand in front of that judge and say, you know, sir, I need help. I have problems. I have things in my mind that I don't want to be there. Mm -hmm. And that, and and you said you never admitted it even to a therapist. Right. So this has been on your chest for all this time, mm -hmm. and it's been inside of you. You know, you love your daughter, and you've been a really good dad when it comes to spending time with her, loving her. You know what I mean? Showing her, you know what, you know, doing the right things for her. Mm -hmm. But you know, you've made a mistake. It's been on your chest, and you're getting it off your chest now. Mm -hmm. Now, when you talk to a therapist, you can tell them, you know, I've come to grips with myself, with God. Mm -hmm. And I'm ready to talk about this because it's wrong, and I don't want to be this person. Mm -hmm. You know, because you still got a long life ahead. My right, whole day, 43. You still got a lot of time in your life, and you don't. Do you want to go to your deathbed thinking about this on your conscience and saying, "I never got that off my chest"? No. And now you've gotten it off your chest, and it's like a healing process now. And, you know, I mean, I hate to be, you know, we hate to be in this position, you know what I mean? But we got to look out for the kids. Mm -hmm. And let's say you don't get help now and don't get this off. What if down the road you end up seeing another child and you can't control your urge? Mm -hmm. And as you get older, it can get worse. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? In 10 years, you might even have more of an urge to touch a child. You may be put in a situation where you feel like you can't stop yourself. Mm -hmm. That's why you got to get help. Because Scotty, you know, he's got issues too. And if, if Dad can say, hey, Scotty, I'm just like you. You know, you had to go away, get help. 
I'm going away to get help. We're going to have the whole family eventually down the road to realize that this ain't right. You know, you don't hurt people. You don't touch people. Um, you know what I mean? And Emily will, you know, probably be glad to hear that her dad was willing to come in and say, yeah, Emily's not a liar. Emily's person. But I, like I said, David, I give credit to guys like you, okay? Because there's a lot of guys that come in here and flat face and lie and lie all the way till they go, you know, till they go to court, you know, and lie even there, you know, in front of me. And uh, you get some guys like you that are stand-up guys. You know what I mean? That will admit to the wrongs. Like I said, you didn't hurt your daughter. You didn't physically hurt her. You didn't rape her. You didn't beat her. Right. You didn't. There's people that do that. Mm -hmm. And I, like I said, you're a bigger man for coming in here and being honest. Yeah. Makes you a big person. Like I said, now obviously there'll be a bump, you know, there'll be some bumps here and there, but you'll you'll end up feeling better. Yeah. I know I'm happy. Well, then it takes time. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna take you a while to feel normal again. But like I said, the key is your family, yeah. knowing that you you're gonna do what's right for them. Right now, this is what's the right thing to do for Emily. Okay, sorry. David, yeah. we're gonna have to know, okay? We're gonna have to have you booked in at the jail, okay? okay. You understand? All right. Um, we'll go through. You know, once you get down there, they'll explain everything to you. I'll let your wife know that you're down there, so to answer her phone or whatever when you call, and then uh, when you know that starts the process, okay? Mm -hmm. And then if you don't have the money, obviously they'll end up appointing you an attorney, okay? Probably get to appoint you. You know, like you said, you just have to stick to the same attitude that you're willing to fess up and be a man about, you know, what's happened, okay? What's your social security number? 324-7046-87. And your address? 1816 South William Street. Date of birth? 2-1965. How old are you? Five. Weight? 214. Eye color? Blue. Hair brown? Yeah. Tattoos? None. Scars? Uh, laceration on my right leg. Right leg? On the right side? Uh, inside of your right leg? Inside, yeah. Right here. Oh, that's not yeah. anything really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you, you weren't there when it got cut open. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, David, like I said, here's what I'll explain your, everything to your wife, okay? Um, She's going to need uh, 
Yeah, you, you want me to give her your hat too? Yeah. Right here, you got anything else you want her to take? Uh, well, take yeah. Rest. There's a less amount of stuff you got to have on, yeah. even better. I've got a little money on me, but she's got some. Okay. Yeah, that's about it. Okay, baby. All right, well, I'll give this stuff to her, and then, uh, like you said, they'll get you down there, they'll get you booked in, and then you'll probably go to court probably, either, probably tomorrow morning or tomorrow afternoon, okay? Okay. And go in front of the judge, and they'll go from there, okay? Okay. All right, David, I appreciate it, okay? No problem. I haven't felt one of these on since I was 21. Well, you know what happens. You know. My shoulders are just a little wide, so. They'll take care of you. Um, but like I said, you'll probably go to court like tomorrow afternoon, mm -hmm. and then I'll explain that to your wife, and then, you know, she can call you and stuff, okay? Yeah. All right, any questions for me? No. Okay, well, thanks, David. I shake your hand, but... Oh, you're right. Thank you. Thank you. Do you want me to take that booking? Yeah, sorry. I didn't know if you needed a copy of it or anything. I just, I'll just take the... Which one do we usually take? Thank you very much. Thank you, David. did the right thing, okay? He admitted that he did touch her. Okay, I know it's hard. I think he's got some issues that he needs to get some help, okay? Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. I think he's got some demons inside that he was hard for, very hard for him to admit, but eventually he did say that, you know, when he, he said when she was like eight, there was a time where he, she was in the shower she came out of the shower and he said that he touched her on her uh, vaginal area and he knew it was wrong and he knew what that he what you know was something he shouldn't have done and he said he's been on his conscience he's felt guilty about it and that explains why he failed the polygraph you know what i'm saying um and i explained to him going on he obviously needs to get some help okay because he has a problem yes he's going to the jail okay um what i can tell what i would do if i were you he'll probably have court tomorrow afternoon Okay, um, he'll be charged with a Class C felony for child molesting. Okay, um, but in the end, I think it'll work out better. Okay, it'll give you a chance to get the children back. Okay, so right now the, the big, the main concern is your children. Okay, David's not the main concern right now. I David, you probably this will help you. We'll, we can hopefully we can expedite you getting your children back. Okay. Um, and David's just going to have to, you know, he's being a man about it, which is good, okay? You know what I mean? He knew he failed the polygraph badly, okay? And I think he's messed up to is what... That, was there any other 
No. And she only disclosed of what she recalled was like five times, and he could only in his mind recall one time. It's not like she came in, she didn't say it was a lifelong, you know what I mean, that he'd been touching her whole life. She said when, when she was about eight, he had touched her. And he knew it was wrong. He said he knew what he was doing was wrong. Okay. And he said there was times that he didn't even want to be in the house because he had bad feelings when he was around his daughter. Okay? his hat and his jacket and his vest and he'll be at the county okay he'll probably have court tomorrow okay so if he calls the house collector or something you can answer the phone and talk to him he obviously there'll be a process now that you'll have to go through he'll have to go to court once he bonds out i don't know if he okay or if someone his family or anybody nobody no i mean he's lost his job i got 
This is Tim Lancaster. Hi, uh, what's uh, Allison's number? Yes. Do you have it there? Allison Carroll? Uh, for Casey? Okay, I'll give her that. Uh-huh. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Here's a number in the Casey Center, man. And you want to ask for Allison Carroll? Okay, she's a victim advocate. She can probably steer you in a direction of what you may need, you know, as far as things that you, you know what I'm saying? To help get you some help. But uh, for now, David's probably not going to have any contact with your children. Okay. He just lost. You want to see pictures? children, okay? Alright, I'm not saying, but he has a problem. You know what I'm saying? He's, I'm sure he loves his children, but he does have a problem, okay? And that problem is going to have to be dealt with. He's probably going to have to get some therapy and, you know what I mean, he may have to go to jail for a little, some time, okay? Because we don't want, you know, you don't want him to be hurt your children in the future. And you don't want him to hurt someone else's children. Because a lot of times what happens is, guys like that, as they get older, you know what I mean? Yeah. They continue to do it, and you don't want to see other children victimized. That's why he needs to get help. He needs to understand, you know. Oh. Okay? Let me go see if Allison's here. Shannon and uh, Liz are going to talk to you, okay? Oh, all right. All right, ma'am? I had an appointment, uh, but uh, I guess we have to do. They'll be here. But, um, I called my sister to come pick me up. I need to call her and let her know that. Okay. Well, let me go see if Allison's downstairs also, okay? And I'm going to go have Shannon and them, okay? I appreciate you coming in, okay? Everything will be okay, all right? It's going to work out, all right? What's best for the children, okay? Okay, thank you. with me. They are still talking with me. I don't know how long. I don't know because they're trying to help me with victim advocacy. Uh, 
Becky's coming over tonight. or somebody that you can go to right now? Somebody that could be a support mechanism for you? My, my best friend's coming over tonight. Is she? Yes. And, and who's your best friend? Andy Barkwood. Okay. Well, <laughs> that was only he was talking about, too. Um, what about your sister? She uh, yeah, she's, uh, she, she doesn't live with us anymore. Oh, she, she moved out. She moved out? Well, she, she injured herself. And um, and she's had some health issues. She's uh, yeah, she has a a mass <coughs> her pelvic area, oh. and uh, so her daughter her daughter is taking care of her. Okay. So, but your best friend is coming over tonight. Yes. tell us, you know, part of, part of what we do is you make sure that the kids are safe in the home, okay? I mean, that's what we're here for. Um, obviously, we have some setbacks because of some stuff that's been going on, okay? Yeah. But I want you to understand that the most important thing to us is, is we need to be sure that these children are safe, okay? Well, it's the most important thing to me, too. Right. I mean, you're going to have to obviously come up with some plans here. Um, and I think one of the things that we want to do is probably like get you into a non-offending parenting program. I'm actually uh, she and OP. Oh, have you done? Okay. Okay, so you're familiar with it. <laughs> I've done so many classes. Okay. Well, that's a good thing. But more likely, what we want to do is probably get you into some family therapy and individual. I'm into that now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we stopped it because of you know 
I'm we, still we thinking we can go ahead and I, I know that this is a hard thing that you're going through, okay? I mean, we, we don't want to bully you that, and, and, and it's like Mr. Lancaster told you, it's a good thing that it came out so we can understand what's going on, right? Um, we need to know, and it's kind of like when Mr. Lancaster and, and David was talking, I think David was presenting that there's a lot of issues that he does have. Um, he was talking about schizophrenia. Um, he was talking about some other things that were going on in his family. I don't know if you're aware of that or not. Well, he's, I don't know anything about schizophrenia. Well, he's saying that he, he blacks out, is what he was saying. Um, you know, whether it's the truth or a lie, I, I have no idea. Um, a lot of people will say that to try and get out of, you know, fasten up to what's going on. But what we want to make sure of, is, is you know, is once children come out of the home, we always work to, to place them back, okay? Which is what our most important goal is here. You know. I miss Emmy so much. I, I'm sorry, I said. I miss Emmy so much. Well, what we should do is probably set up a visitation. Yeah, yeah, and we will. <laughs> okay. are being abused it's, it's hard for for us to tell our other parent because right. that other parent typically I mean what would you have said if she would have told you you probably wouldn't have believed her I mean you know and basically your first initial reaction when she makes a disclosure is what makes makes a kid okay now you know, the reason why she didn't tell you is because mom and dad are together mom and dad love each other and I don't want to upset mom I don't want mom to be ashamed of me I mean, there's a lot of different things, and it just depends on what he was telling her, too. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times when kids go through stuff like that, the other parent will threaten the, the person who is. Um, I don't think that he necessarily threatened her, but that's a strong possibility. <coughs> okay? Her, her disclosures were very thorough, very precise, and um, I think one of the disclosures that I had was I noticed that David said that it happened when she was eight, and she also said that, too. So there was my consistency right there. I think that's when it started, though, was when she was eight. Right. Okay.